Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. Sure listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock. Sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Oh, so many dramatic pauses, Ben. I love it even more each week. Sure, look, Benjamin, this week we will be taking a look at a number of trailers, including a new trailer from the film My Lovely Lady Friends insists on calling Dr. Morbus. We'll also <laughs> be having a look at the trailer for The Book of Boba or Boba. If, or we call them Boba, Ben. I don't, I don't go for this Boba shit. Also, we're travelling back in time to last week when we're going to take a look at the the new trailer for the show, the film and show Lightyear, and we're traveling back in time a further two weeks to when you finally caught up and watched the film June, or as you say, Ben, June. Should sure, listen, Mick. If that wasn't enough, <laughs> which it isn't, we, it isn't. We're also going to be taking a look at the Eternals and their long and convoluted history um, in the Marvel universe. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, there's some bloody spoilers in this episode. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to be reviewing the film, not June, or as you say, June. We're going to be reviewing the film, The Eternals, Ben, or as you say, The Eternals. And oh by gosh and by golly, Ben, we're going to be going into spoilers galore. There's going to be spoilers up the wazoo, Ben. Do you know what I wouldn't care if it was spoiled, Michael? Go on. Bloody Dr. Mobius. That or as my lovely lady friend says, Dr. Morbus. Benjamin! <laughs> yes. It's, could it be any more Batman? It's, it's like, still going. <laughs> it's still, it's like, it's, he's saying like, I'm the real Batman. You're not Batman. I'm the real Batman. Yeah. I've, well, Michael, I can't believe this film is still being made. Dr. Morbus, Ben. It's called Dr. Morbus and it's coming out in cinemas in January. That's only two months away. That's not so long, Michael. Not so long. The year is nearly over. We can't hide from it any longer, Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. The main question about the film Dr. Morbus is, has Jared Leto done that to himself again? Has he got skinny and then buff or is one of them CG? One of them CG, I think. I think they're pulling a Steve Rogers, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers gig. Oh, they got the same fella. Uh, they probably did. Probably quite useful. Uh, Same little skinny fella. <laughs> That's his career, Michael. He just goes around playing skinny fellas before skinny superhero fellas, yeah. transformations. He's, he's That'd the be before. handy, wouldn't it? Uh, he, he moonlights, Michael, in the fitness industry for those ads that make you feel guilty about yourself. <laughs> yes, very good. I'm heading towards that, Ben, but I'm going to be the after of the superhero <laughs> career. When they've retired and let themselves go a little bit. <laughs> I already tested for Red Guardian, but uh, David Harper was too tall. They were like, oh, you're I, only a little fella. They were just giving him the extra height. You just gotta, yeah, yeah. To be fair, you'd be a great Red Guardian, Michael, in your defense. Yeah, th- thanks, Ben. Thanks. I, except I don't believe in communism, really. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think David Harper did really either. I think he believed in Red Guardian. Oh, the, the the actor David Harbour. Benjamin, let's talk about Dr. Morbus. It looks... Uh, my my good lady friend Ben watched the trailer for the film Dr. Morbus and she said, that looks great. When are we going to see that? And I tell you, I've never been more disappointed in her. <laughs> That's awful, Michael. See, I think, I, I think this has real mainstream appeal, but only because it has Jared Leto in it. Is it? It has Jared Leto. It has good special effects. It has... All of the tropes you want from your superhero trailer. It has mercenaries walking through a dark corridor and getting lifted into the air one by one. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's classic. It is Batman. That entire yeah. opening sequence on the ship is Batman. It's. It's interesting. That's a real parallel to Dracula, Michael, and um, the novel. 
because Dracula arrives to to London on a ship um, and the ship is full of dead people and I think it's a nice little parallel there between Dracula and Morbius. Morbius arrives to New York Benjamin, you will remember you will remember we did a long time ago an episode of our previous podcast, Michael and Benjamin's podcast, before the great rebranding, where we yes. cover the origins of Michael Morbius. And that is traditionally his origin. Yeah. He's... So they, they do seem to be skewing pretty close to the comics on this one. Which is good news, I guess, if you're a of Morbius course. fan. Are there Morbius it, fans? I think there are some. Yeah, there have to be some. Of course, Ben, in the comic book, it's told from Spider-Man's perspective. So the ship turns up unexpectedly and it's a great mystery where in this it looks like we're going to be there from the beginning although maybe there'll be some timey-wimey in media res flashback moments going on i think we're going to get a lot of flashbacks to a grim little victorian boy who's like i've got an illness but i won't let that stop me from curing the illness yes it's me stewie from family guy and i'm out of time (laughs) yeah uh and i think that pretty much works but uh look it looks a bit like dracula untold to me michael Yes, Jacqueline shouldn't have been told, as we called it. <laughs> <laughs> the wit. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks... It, oh, it looks like something... It, it doesn't look like anything new, Michael. It doesn't no, look like anything new. there's nothing new in it. The so one it, thing I liked, Ben... Yeah. ...was that he can see the air currents and that helps him flap around the place like a bat. Yeah, he's got an L sonar, Michael. Got no, he's got some some sort of bat radar, I believe are the exact words. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when he's in the subway and he can feel and see the wind. And then oh, he so goes, he can oh, I can, I can probably flap about the place like a big bat. And, he, and then he starts flapping about the place. It's great. It's very, um, it's very early kind of special effects for flying where he's just kind of frozen in place. And he's like, woo. Look well, at he's me. flapping. He's, got, he's getting the air resistance. He's got his big flappy <laughs> arms out. It's great. <laughs> Benjamin. Yeah. What ultimately concerns me about this is it's Sony. Yeah. And I think so, Sony really gave itself a pat on the back for that little Venom joke. I think yes. I think the executives of Sony were like, oh, yes. 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 Look at us building links in our universe. Yes, it's a stupid, stupid reference. Also, yeah. at the start, it says, from the studio that brought you Spider-Man Far From Home. And all I could think was, is it, though? Is it? Did they? It, did they? Not. Not. And Venom. I was like, yeah, you did that one. That's for sure. Benjamin, yeah. which universe is this in? He's referencing well, I mean, Venom. He's meeting Michael Keaton's The Vulture. There's a painting on the wall of Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Is something going to happen in, in Far From for no way home that we don't know that's going to make this make sense or is this just bullshit i think it's it's like that it's like that and spoilers for the venom 2 film it's like that reveal that dimension hopping seems to be a thing or sony wants it to be a thing i don't know if sony's trying to like put the strong arm on marvel and just be like well we've done it now Mm, we've we've done done it so what are you going to do we can't undo it uh, and i think i think marvel might just turn around and go you know you know my two favorite words says kevin feig not canon yeah, and it's just like oh. <laughs> have you ever heard of Marvel's Agents of Shield? No, neither have I. <laughs> neither have I. Now remove yourself from my room. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be messy, Michael. I don't think. See, no, no great, no great Spider-Man film universe <laughs> fan am I? It's it's yes, not like they've, they've, they've never worked, have they been? They've never been great, Michael. The cinematic Spider-Man universe, and arguably a lot of the comics, have been hit and miss, Michael. Mm. 
at the best of times. And a lot of the characters, a lot of the villains of the Spider-Man universe, some great villains, Michael. Uh, a doctor, a doctor cephalopod, uh, mm. a bloody, a, a tangerine pixie. You know, uh, that's a green goblin inversion, sorry. Um, but we've had lots of interesting characters over the years. But my God, there's, yes. some, dud, there's some dud villains in there too. Go on. <laughs> Michael Morbius, Doctor Morbius, <laughs> the Hobgoblin. Um, I like the Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin is my favorite. <laughs> I, I genuinely yes. like the Hobgoblin. I no, genuinely, Hobgoblin is my favorite because for whatever reason, in the Spider-Man animated series in the nineties, they introduced Hobgoblin before Green Goblin. They did. They and did. That, that for me, Hobgoblin is the defining Spider-Man baddie. Interesting. Interesting. Many would disagree, but um, he's got a a purple robe on and he's got a big orange face. I I just don't understand what they're trying to do. I mean, the universe of the Venom films is so different to the universe of the Spider-Man films, and the universe of the Spider-Man films seems so different to the Michael Morbius film. Yeah, very confusing. Ben, I was in a toy shop the other day and I was having a look at Legos. Oh yeah, and yeah, as our American friends say, Legos. And you know, often the Legos. They just make shit up, Ben. So, for example, there was a famous Iron Man 3 Lego where Spider-Man fought the Mandarin in some sort of tiny little buggy. And that obviously didn't. Yeah, it was very famous and very stupid. But one of the Lego sets, Ben, is Spider-Man versus the Vulture again. Boo. Is he going to be in it? Would that make it a Sinister Six? I think that would make it six. I think. uh, So who have we got? We've got a a bloody Michael Morbius. We've got a Green Goblin. No, Michael Morbius won't be in No Way Home. It, but in no way, in no way home, we've got a green goblin. Yes, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a Doctor Octopus, Professor Cephalopod. We've, yep, we've got a Electricity Man. Yes, we've got a Sandman. Oh yes, we do. We've got a Lizard. Yep, and then if you've got either Mysterio or a Vulture, that's six men. That's a Sinister that's six. six. That's six Sinister Boys, as you would call them. Six Sinister Boys, a pack, a pack of a pack of nefarious lads. Anyway, Ben, we've gone we've gone wildly off topic. Let's talk okay. about the Book of Boba. The Book of Boba. So, Michael, Boba tea is a really, really popular drink <laughs> at the moment worldwide. I think um, because You've of the tapioca it. balls in in the base. So um, so chewy. Disney have gotten in on this, uh, basically, Michael, and they've they've written a book, as far as I understand, Michael, um, or they've unearthed an ancient manuscript of Boba recipes, um, and they've turned it into a little series on Disney Plus. Very clever. It's not, though. It's Boba Fett, Ben. Yes, very good. Um, so it's actually a, a type of cheese, Michael, um, oh. from the Boba region of Greece. It's Boba Fetta. Um, oh, very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> and that recipe's been lost for many, many years. And Disney Plus uh, unearthed it, actually, in their new archaeological wing. And uh, they've made a, a little TV series out of that. Is that, Ben, is that of protected origin? Uh, 100%. Yeah, very good. Boba Fett, I see what you've done. Benjamin, it's not. It's about Star Wars. There's all sorts of Star Wars going on. Michael, Michael, come here to me. Come here to me. Right, go on, I'm listening. No great Star Wars fans are we. No great Star Wars fans are we, Ben. Although we did enjoy The Mandalorian once they got rid of Gina Grano. Yes, boo. Boo. <laughs> I disagree, um, but go on anyway. No, she was, she was grand. Uh, she was actually a very enjoyable character. And I was sad yes. to see her go. Um, that'll get us cancelled, Michael. That's it. We're done now. We've uh, we've shown support for the wrong person. Uh-oh. Um Yeah, it's all over. But anyway, I love Zack Snyder. 
<laughs> if only we got cancelled for that. Um, but anyway, uh, the book of Boba Michael uh, got its trailer, or the book of Boba, whichever you prefer. Um, and I it's say in Boba the, Fett. I'm not having any of this Boba Fett nonsense. It's it's in the Mandalorian timeline, Michael, and it picks up with uh, T. Oh, I'm gonna get it wrong. Timur Morrison. <laughs> no. Not. I think you mean t- Tia or t- t- Tia or Tamara Morrison. Yes, uh, so, bloody Tia t- t- Maria Morrison. Um, yes, uh, I can't. Uh, what's his name? Timuera. Timuera Morrison. Thank you. Um, and he, uh, it's picking up where where his Boba Fett character kind of left off, and we're going to get to see him kicking some butt as as Boba Fett. Yeah, it Boba looks Fett. like it's going to be about it's going to be about Star Wars crimes. Yeah, and him and and Fenix, Fenix Shand, Fenix is it Shand? Is that what it is? Yeah, Fenix Shand, Benjamin. Yeah, it is worth pointing out. I feel as as all as we always do. Ming Na Wen is fifty seven. Sweet merciful Christ, she's fifty seven. What are they doing? How are they? Fifty seven is the new thirty five. How is she preserving herself? What <laughs> is her know. secret? But also, having said that, Ben. Timuera Morrison is 60. Yeah, he's looking great. 60 is the new 42. Michael, Timuera Morrison looks better than I do. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and I'm only 30. You're only 30. He's 60. He's exactly two Ben Colopies. If you if you were to use the Ben Colopy management system, he would be two Bens. As is popular in New Zealand. Um... Yes, I believe it's the main system in New Zealand. <laughs> Nightmare to convert to metric. Pain in the arse, Michael. But um, yeah, so we're we're getting that. It looks good, Michael. I I thought I thought the trailer gave us lots of tasty things. Seems to be a bit of a, a, a the wire situation, Michael, going on. Mm. Yeah, but with um, Star Wars um, and spoilers for a series that came out in the early two thousands. But there's yeah, a there's right. a uh, Timor Morrison is trying to do the the Stringer <laughs> Bell. <laughs> the Stringer Bell. You're never going to get it, are you? You're never going to get it. No. Um, He's trying to do the uh, the Stringer Bell, Avon Barksdale, form a council of mm. bloody interested drug dealers and have them operate as a bureaucracy. But he's he's going to do it on Tatooine instead. Yeah, let's have a look. Let's see if that works out. Yeah, probably won't. Yeah, it's it's spectacular though, Ben, that we have a TV series where we're getting two leads in their late fifties or early sixties, and they're being presented as attractive people. Fair play. Such representation. Such representation. Such a such hope for the future, Ben. Yes, it's very good. Also, uh, Michael, if we w- if we want to just pile this on here, if we want to just add to the accolades this show is going to get, two uh, person of color led older people portrayed oh. uh, as main characters. So there you go. And one of them, Ben. One of them, and I'm not shitting you here. An honest to god woman. Get. Out of as a town. as a lead, like obviously the secondary lead, but nearly the lead of a TV series. <laughs> not a not a man in drag, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, look, anyway, Ben, we'll give it a watch. I think uh, I think I'm looking forward to it. Speaking though of mad shit, yes. Why lots. have they made Lightyear? <laughs> what? what What's going on with them? that? What's this about? You explain this to me, please. Arguably, Michael, right, Benjamin? But, yes. I'm sorry to cut across you, but I'm just looking at you. You've had a fresh new haircut. I have indeed. And, uh, I tell you what, Ben, the next Comic-Con we're going to, you're, you're going to be light year. <laughs> I've just had a look at you now with your, your big jaw and your 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 uh, <laughs> standard American man haircut. Oh, yeah. This is uh, on point. I guess I'm going as light year for the next bloody... That's next year's Comic-Con sorted. 
All right, that, well, that was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, um, very good. Very good, Michael. Uh, but come here to me, right? This film is... Oh, what is this? But Michael, in the early 90s, we were given the magic that was Toy Story. That's quite good. Right? A bloody classic. One of everybody's favourite characters, Michael, was the, the strange little man from space, Buzz Lightyear. B- Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, who has slowly been phased out of the Toy Story universe due to the fact that Tim Allen is a bit of a bigot. Um, is he? He's a big old conservative. Uh, no, that's not the same thing, Ben. I, it pretty much is, Michael, in America. Um, oh, right. Okay. Well, that seems like a broad generalization, but okay. It's all right, Michael. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> so, in, in general, Tim Allen, unfortunately, um, kind of expressed many, 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 many more conservative views. And Pixar went, yeah, okay, look, I mean, it has to be him, but can we not just make the next one about Tom Hanks? Everybody likes Tom Hanks. Let's just mm. put Tom Hanks in there. So the last Toy Story film, Toy Story 4, um, yeah. was very much Woody-centered as opposed to Buzz Lightyear. I haven't seen it. Very good, Michael. Probably one of the best Toy Stories. Um, I don't know. All of, all the other three are pretty good. But very much made, Michael, for the older generation who's grown up with Toy Story. Not a film mm. for children, funnily enough. I don't think. Oh, I see. Maybe I'll give um, it a watch. You probably should, Michael, because you're going to have to get ready for Lightyear, which is the new Pixar film, detailing... So this... Nobody's sure what it is, and Disney have released a statement which has made it very confusing. So what it is is it is detailing the life of the man who inspired the Buzz Lightyear figure. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it doesn't, Michael, because... That's a weird space society set in the future. So does the Toy Story world that we were introduced to in the 90s actually an interstellar colonization kind of gig where people are living on different planets and testing out light rigs? No, Ben. This is the movie that the Buzz Lightyear action figure was based on. Yes, but I understand that, Michael. But the Buzz Lightyear action figure was introduced to us in the 90s in a quaint little American town with Andy. Does yeah. that mean that Andy lived in an interstellar colony? No, Ben. No. Andy watched this movie. No, 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 no. It's based on the yes. life of the man. Get out of town. Yeah, no, this is like, this is a movie in the within the Toy Story universe. This oh, is the movie. okay. This is the movie that the Buzz Lightyear cartoon was. Ben, have you seen Ghostbusters? Yes, do 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 do. Exactly, yeah. Not for kids, I think you'll agree. Probably not, no. No, everyone's smoking fags and talking about Rohypnol and whatever. Yeah, it's not great, is it? It's not for kids, it's not for kids. No. So when they made it for kids, Ben, they made an animated series for kids. To sell the toys, called, you see. Called the real Ghostbusters, and then yeah. that sold the toys. Yeah. And that's what's going on here. This is the original movie that the Buzz Lightyear cartoon was based on, and that cartoon is what promoted the action figures that Andy bought. Oh, Michael, that's very good, isn't it? That's very clever. It's quite clever. I quite I quite like it. Now, I don't know if this is going to be... I don't think it's going to be presented to us as this is the original movie from the 80s that inspired yes. the Buzz Lightyear toys. Maybe this is a modern, gritty reimagining of that story. This is the grim and gritty reboot starring Chris Evans. It's got Chris Evans in it. Unproblematic man, Chris Evans. I can't <laughs> wait till he's done something bad. Michael, I reckon he has a big old sex dungeon. Oh, he's definitely up to something. He's he's up to something. But you know what? It could be good, wholesome, consensual fun, Michael. So there's there's no issue there. I yeah, no, you can still get in trouble for that. You, like can you? Old, oh, okay. Yeah, like poor old Army Hammer. Yeah, I think he was just branded a a, a freak, wasn't he, by society? Yeah. That was really neat. Yeah, yeah. 
He didn't actually eat anyone. He just sent a weird sex fantasy. Yeah, but there was there was non-consensual stuff there as well, Michael. So we can't exactly side with Army Hammer here now, can we? Well, there was non-consensual. Did he do anything non-consensual or was that part of the... I think that's largely why people came forward and were like, hello, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a non consensualist. Is he? I I think so, Michael. I, I, I read that know, Vanity Fair know. article quite a few times. I don't think that anyone's going to be unproblematic. I think Chris Evans will get cancelled eventually and then we'll be going back and we'll be going, oh, we should have got Tim Allen. Remember that thing that turned up about Chris Evans? Oh, fucking hell. They'll, they'll deep fake him into the uh, Marvel. Yeah, we should, have, we should have stuck with Tim Allen. He was uh, he was a bit of a prick, but at least he wasn't doing this thing. And then we'll we'll blur out the thing Chris Evans is alleged to have done. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we're, we're getting that universe, Michael. It's a grim and gritty reboot by the looks of things. Very serious. Um, there's a wonderful amount of memes that have come out based on um, Puzzle Like Your Face. Um, one of the ones that's come to absolute prominence and it's very niche to the Irish, Michael, is that he looks like a lad uh, from D4 who's gone out for a night on the tiles after the Leinster rugby match. Uh, oh, very good. Me. That's that's uh, un, that's un, unintentionally me making quite good, solid fun of you then. Yes, it was. It was pretty pretty well played all around there. I assumed very you had good. seen that meme and were actually I hadn't. cashing in those chips. Um, no. But you weren't. You no, weren't. no, I wasn't. I was you just did. taking a pot shot, a random pot shot. A classic pot shot. Right on the nose. Right on the nose. So, uh, yeah, that's a film that's happening, Michael, and we'll probably go see it. Probably. Mm. Ben, do you think yeah. we'll go see it when it comes out, or will we go see it three to four weeks later, like the film June? Michael, or I've as always... you say, Ben, <laughs> June. Michael, you cook. Um, I've always... <laughs> that that's a very problematic four... word, Ben. You're going to get cancelled um... if you keep calling me a cook on the internet. <laughs> I'll just go hang out with Chris Evans. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Michael, one of the important things um, that I've always felt, Michael, is not to get aboard the hype train. Woo, mm. woo. Um, and I've, I've I've made my podcasting career, Michael, I'd have been slightly late to the party. Yes. Um, and in true fashion, Michael, I went to see this very Wednesday. This Wednesday? In Wednesday Night Cinema Club? All right. Wednesday Night Cinema Club with uh, our good, fr- good friend of the podcast, Connor, Michael. Con- yeah. And not so good friend of the podcast, Killian. Um, but Who's he's a good Killian? friend of Connor. So he's a good he's a good friend of he's a good friend of the podcast adjacent Killian. Um, oh. Yeah. And we went to you see You better be listening to this. <laughs> we went to see Dune. Um which you've already you reviewed on this podcast, Michael. Um mm. and my God, what a fascinating cinematic experience. Yes, very long. Um very long. I wish I hadn't read the book. No, ridiculous. Um, I feel that I feel that the the enjoyment of June yeah. is somewhat taken away if you know exactly what's going to happen. Um, well, there's a certain irony to that, all right, Ben. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just an interesting thing in the in the in the film. Like, I, I it's such a faithful adaptation as well. Um, actually, there's one part that I'm going to ask you about in a second, um, when we when we do full spoilers. But oh, a lot of people, Michael, were sitting there ben. going, "Yes, Ben." We did full spoilers four weeks ago. I, I know, I know, but we have to keep warning people, Michael, in case <laughs> okay. they right, right, in case they in haven't case seen they, it, in case they haven't seen it, Michael, um, in case but, they want to dash to the cinema for the last week before it comes out of the screens. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, Michael, you mm. weren't wrong. Bloody perfume ad for Zendaya—that was an easy paycheck. Jesus. Yeah, nonstop. Yeah, yeah nonstop just, easy paycheck for Zendaya. Uh, not a bother to her. Um, I, I tell you what, I don't believe Michael, and I blame you and your cohort of burly men 
that you spend time yes. with. I do not believe that Timothy Chalamet could physically encounter anybody in the Dune universe and come out on top. No, no, they kick the shit out of him. He's only I, a little skinny fella. He's the skinniest little fella I've ever seen. That man is a yeah. grown man. And he's the body of a little boy. He's on, in, in his trunk. That's why he's going to get cancelled. Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's he's not going to be much of a challenge to anyone. But when I was watching it and, and I knew what was going to happen, I just imagined this was must, must be what it's like to be the Kwisatz Haderach. <laughs> the Kwisatz Haderach. Why do you think that, Michael? Because I can see the future and go like, oh, I know what's going to happen. What's the point? It, it, and it, it makes it a tougher watch, um, I think, because I think you're supposed to be taken aback by the, the Harkonnen rebuttal <laughs> to the House of Trades kind of gig. And I think you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, it's all gone wrong. And But if you've read the book, you're just like, yeah, yeah, this is the this is the midway point. <laughs> But also, yeah, I see what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. But also, it that is also foreshadowed in the film, where everyone's yeah. like, "Well, this was very easy, wasn't it?" Yeah, no, that's true. They do, they do and set then, that up uh, quite well. And then, what's the arbiter of the change is like? Ah, uh, just look after your kids. That's all I'll say. <laughs> look, all I'm saying look is look after your family. <laughs> make sure your family are safe because I'm not doing nothing. I'm not saying nothing, but you know yourself. I, I think one of the most interesting choices by Denis Villeneuve as a departure from the book, Michael, is that they explain what the spice is so important for very, very early on in the film. It's in the introductory bloody thing where they're like, the spice is how interstellar travel is, is possible. In the book, you don't find that out till like way up until the end. That's a huge revelation for Paul where he's like, oh, is it? Y- yeah, because they don't realize how interstellar travel is is mandated by spice. It's, it's really, a, it's a huge revelation at the end of the book because nobody can understand why the little planet is is so so very important. Because the spice must flow, Ben. The spice must flow, Michael. But that's hmm. not revealed until very very late in the novel. That the spice must flow. Is it not? Are you sure? No, the spice must flow is there because it's important for psychology. But it's the the travel. <laughs> what did you say there? It's uh, important for. For the mindy windy stuff and some of the running of the empire and the mentats. Yeah, the mentats. It's it's important for that. But it's it's realized that the only way they can navigate interstellar or intergalaxy space is Mm. using the spice. Um, Interstellar was right. It's one galaxy. It's one galaxy. Okay, interstellar travel. Um, Thanks for for steering that up there. But anyway, Michael. Anyway. Anyway. Such visuals, Michael. The scale. So many... So many scale. so much scale, so much uh, scale. It's very much, I enjoyed picking through the internet afterwards, Michael, and so many people saying it was boring. This is very much a classic early days of Hollywood film in the style of a Lawrence of Arabia, um, in the style of a bloody Ben-Hur. It's a big epic scale thing with lots of political pontificating, Michael. Oh yeah, there's lots of political pontificating. Benjamin, it it, 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 um, it continues the streak of Denis Villeneuve movies that I've seen people walk out of. Did did you have people walk out? I had people walk out. A bunch of lads, a bunch of uh, roustabout lads came in. And I don't know what they were expecting, but it wasn't that. And they left after about 30 minutes. And then there were a lot of people complaining at the end, going, you can't tell me that had a plot. That didn't have a plot. Oh, it did have um, a plot. It's just, it just a half a well, plot. It had half a plot. So, I mean, they have a good point there, a solid yeah, point no. on that one. That's fair. Benjamin. Yeah. You know what film had a full plot, though? 
go. Oh, oh, okay. Which is okay. Yeah, go on. Oh no, do you have more to say about June? Oh, I, 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 I just want to ask. I want to ask right, you very quickly. On. I want to ask you very quickly, Michael. Does right, Leah Kynes? Does Leah Kynes die at that point in the book? I don't think it's quite like that. Yeah, because I was um, sitting there. That was one of the big departures, and I don't think Duncan Idaho died there, did he? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. I think, yeah, yeah. Duncan Idaho. I haven't read the book in about five years, so I don't remember specifically where and when. But Duncan Idaho does die at about the midway point of the first okay. book. Okay. And Leah Kynes has a whole other subplot about a garden and trying to yeah. terraform June. Yeah. Um, which was obviously cut out of this, unless it comes back in the second part. Um, so probably made more sense to do away with her. Because they'd removed her entire reason for being. Yeah, so they made her like part of the escape plan and part of the part of the. She was one of the most expositionary characters, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I liked Michael. I tell you what, I Go liked on. about the internet reaction. Nobody gave out that she was um, a woman of color and black. Or no, a, because <laughs> nobody cared. Yeah, a lot of the happy. time it's fine. A lot of yeah. the time it's fine. It's um. I mean, if you go back to, if you go back to some of the worst overreactions to yeah. re recasting, Heimdall was one of the earliest. Okay, and what that was really a reaction about, if you go back and look at it, was hold on a minute, they're not going to be Norse, even though they absolutely are, and you're being even though like even though the characters are, but the, these versions aren't going to be Norse. Yeah. Um, but once people got over that, it was fine. Nobody cared when Valkyrie... Well, a few, uh, a lot fewer people cared that Valkyrie was black. <laughs> Some yeah. certainly did, but a lot fewer. Um, and then there were the other ones like Sue Storm and Johnny Storm being of different races. Because, like a very famous family brother and sister mm. being changed to an adopted brother and sister mm. for the sake of what? So... Ah. If it's for the sake of something, it seems to piss people off. But if it's, you know, a minor character... Ben, have you seen The Eternals? No, I haven't seen The Eternals. Almost all of The Eternals are race or sex shifted in some way. Are they? And no one gives a monkey's uncle. Nobody cares, Michael. Have I lost you? No, nobody cares. so shocked? You've gone quiet, Ben. You're not, I'm not getting any audio from you. I think you've I muted yourself. I got muted. Why did I get muted? <laughs> you've muted yourself. Well, and no one, that. And no one gives a monkey's uncle. Yeah. Well, a very large portion of the internet does give quite a monkey's uncle, Michael, but we're not talking about them. Do they, though? Is there, is there a splashback from the Eternals? Does anybody there is, care that... a huge one. It's not that huge, Ben, because I'm on the internet. I'm on the internet all the time. I essentially live on the internet. You're not on my not internet. Seeing. I'm not on your internet. You're digging down in those cesspools. You gotta be in the cesspools, Michael. That's where all the crap shit is. <laughs> <laughs> but the even like if you go three layers deep, you have to go right down <laughs> to the cesspools to find this bullshit. I'm at I'm at the base of the cesspool. You're down at the base, you're at the sinkhole. Yeah. It's because good. does anybody care that Makari is a deaf woman and not a a brownish man called Mark Curry? No, probably not. Does anybody care about that? I don't think they do. Macari is a chipper over here, Michael. That's interesting. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's quite yeah. funny. Macari yeah. Bend is obviously the... Ben. Yeah. Speaking of films, let's talk about The Eternals. Go on. You've seen it. I haven't. 
I've seen it, Ben. I've seen it. It's yeah. long. I've enjoyed it. And I think it bears considering that we are a popular culture podcast and we specifically focus mostly on comic book movies and TV shows and, and comic books. We do. And so, therefore, we are very much the audience for this. Okay. And for a spoiler-free snippet, okay, if this had come out pre-MCU, it probably would have been the best comic book film ever made. Really? Yes, probably. Um, however, that doesn't mean it's an absolutely brilliant film. Okay, best if comic I had book to film. Say, it probably would have been the best comic book film ever if it had come out pre-Marvel Cinematic Universe. But that is not to say it's not without its flaws. And its biggest flaw is very much the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in a okay. sense. Okay. Because this film, in my opinion, and we'll get into much more depth in this in a few minutes, Ben, and we'll do much more spoilers, and it'll be quite spoilerific. But this film would have benefited from shitting or getting off the pot, oh. as it were. Oh. Um. And what I mean in that sense, Ben, is it is very much a globe-trotting, um, thoughtful, character-driven Chloe Zhao film. Okay. But it's also trying to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Boo. And Chloe Zhao, Ben, is undoubtedly a very good director because some of the scenery, Ben, and some of the shots are absolutely spectacular. Mm. And all of the characters are very likable and very interesting. Well, and good. some of them are quite underdeveloped. And you would like, but even for the underdeveloped ones, you're left feeling, I'd like to get to know a bit more about that person rather than he was no use. Yeah, okay. But on the other hand, as a Marvel Cinematic Universe film, it is easily the weakest Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Because, ah. and this is my personal feeling. I don't think Chloe Zhao is a very good superhero film director. But she's not. She's <laughs> traditionally has yes. no <laughs> so experience the stuff in that, that field. The stuff that Marvel is known for, like yeah. the witty banter, um, the interaction between the characters, the r references within the universe, mm -hmm. all of that is weak to the point of, I feel, dragging the film down. Oh, wow. The humour in particular is way off the mark. I don't think I laughed once. Oh. Um, a lot of the humour is, is brought on by Kingo, played by Camille Nanjiani. Yeah, I got it. Uh, yeah, Camille Nanjiani. Uh, and, and, and he has his um, he has his manservant with him. Valet is the word he uses, okay. like Batman. Um, right. And, I mean, his, his valet follows them around and he's your stereotypical... Slightly older, overweight Bollywood film producer. Nice. And in a different film, he could have been the film's Korg. He could have okay. been, you know, he could have been this great comedy foil of, yeah. you know, the person who shouldn't really be there, but has somehow become involved in it. Yeah, just through, through happenstance and circumstance. Yeah. And he does have the the closest to funny lines in it. Okay. But it's just not funny. It's just not funny. And half of me is wishing they had just not gone for funny. They just made uh, a serious film. 
yeah, just make a serious film about serious space gods and doing serious space god stuff on Earth mm. and go that way. Or just follow the Marvel template a bit more and make it a funny romp. You see, you can't get like... See, this is interesting because Chloe Zhao doesn't make comedy. She doesn't, no, she clearly. Doesn't, she doesn't make witty things. She makes... no think pieces and art mm. quotation marks like it's all art don't get me wrong all ar- all art is art Ben. but she makes oscar films and oscar films have their own set formula um for for like best picture and stuff like that do you know what i mean like mm. there's a reason we call things oscar bait is that they share yes. certain tropes that the academy wink wink mm. goes for well, Benjamin, this yeah. isn't going to win any Oscars for Best Film, and it's also the weakest Marvel Cinematic Universe film because it hasn't picked a spot. Ah, uh, because it did, it it did, it did not, in fact, shit or get off the pot. No, no, it just sat on the pot, surfing the internet on its phone, a little bit constipated. What, yeah, exactly. About what does it want to be? Where where are we going with this? What's 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 our what's our what's our reason for this existing? Was it browsing the so, cesspools of the internet while it was on the toilet? <laughs> yes, probably. Most probably. likely. Yeah. Um, I've got a list, Ben. I've got a list of stuff I wanted to talk about. Characters. Okay, go on. I talked about the characters. All of the characters, Ben, are good. Oh, well, that's good. All of them. Even the one, Ben, that the Americans would call Barry Keoghan. Keoghan. Yeah, Keoghan. From Clan Keoghan. From Clan Keoghan. He has a very good moment, Ben, where he sneaks up behind someone and hits them in the head with a brick. And I was thinking, ah, yeah, he learned that in Dublin. <laughs> that was that's, that, that's a little bit of Dublin right there. That's a little bit of Dublin shown through. Now, Ben, we should point out we are recording this from Tala. So, yeah, so. it's a pot calling the kettle black type situation. Everyone there. can settle ben, down. Do, everyone <laughs> yeah. settle down. Settle down. Um, but I, I kind of would have preferred, in a way, a bit more of them, to be honest. Because some of them... Uh, yeah. Druig, for example, Barry Keoghan's character Druig, mm-hmm. Makari, Gilgamesh, um, they're a little bit underdeveloped, to be honest, Aww. and 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 you're left wanting a little bit more of them. Um, even Salma Hayek's Ajax isn't in it very much. Ah, but she's so central to the trailer. Yeah, yeah, she's very central to the trailer, and she's very central to the plot, Ben, but she's also not in it very much. The oh, okay. the main characters for Shoresies are Cersei and Icarus because they're, they're in love. love. They're your main characters and they're in love and they're so boring of being in love. They don't, they're not great on the alchemistry, Ben. The best romance in it is between Barry Kilgahan's Druig and Makari. Which one is Makari, Michael? I'm, I'm... She's the super fast one. The super fast death. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And they have the best romance in it by far. And it looks like two people who are genuinely flirting with each other and maybe have a bit more going on. <laughs> and it's so much more believable than um, Gemma Chan and Richard Madden gazing at each other and going, we were together for 5,000 years, and me going, oh, for the love of God, please don't show us. <laughs> We've seen... <laughs> please don't show us 5,000 years of them being together. Oh, the, for I all bet they that did, is good though. and I holy. I bet there was a little montage. Was it a little montage? No, it wasn't that little then. It was quite long. <laughs> it was um, 90% of a film. Yeah, yeah. It's... There, there are there's some very strong moments in it. There are okay. some incredible visuals in it. Some really, truly spectacular visuals. Um, 
And I think that's Chloe Zhao's sensibility in a lot of them. There is a scene, Ben, the first scene where we have Ajax played by Sama Hayek and she's communicating with Arishim, the the, the celestial. Mm-hmm. And she kind of enters some sort of trance or mind state. Or, you know, I don't know, maybe physically tra- teleports. We don't we don't know. Okay. But she's she she's standing in a temple and then the temple kind of fades away and it's replaced in a very Jack Kirby-esque way with this enormous red panel um, that she's in front of. And it's this kilometers high monolith. And then as it slowly pans back, we realize that's just the Celestial's faceplate. That's kilometers high. And then she's floating in space in front of this thing that's half the size of a planet. And... It's just, it's amazing. There's a scene towards the end, Ben. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just try to describe it without spoilers. But there's a scene towards the end where a celestial is, uh, is coming to get someone, right? And um, it's an incredible scene where there's two characters talking on a hill, and it suddenly gets dark, and there's a bit of a thunderstorm brewing in the distance. Oh, classic! And then the thunderstorm, Ben, suddenly splits apart. And the entire sky is filled with the head and shoulders of a celestial. Oh, that's good. And it's just an amazing... I've got a chill thinking about it. Um, <laughs> You're so amazing excited. Shot. It's, it's an amazing, an amazing shot. I, one, one part of me looked at it and went, oh, they've undermined Galactus here. So if and when they ever do Galactus, he's going to have a lot to live up to to try and beat yeah. that. Um, yeah. So the stuff about the Celestials, the stuff about the history and the origins and the cosmic doohickeys is actually quite interesting and, and quite cool. Mm. Um, and left me going, oh, this is exciting. I'd like to hear more of this. And then they showed you Gemma Chan and Richard Madden. And then Gemma Chan and Richard Madden are looking at each other and holding hands again. Benjamin. Yeah. Your favorite character will undoubtedly be Dane Whitman. Who's that now? Oh, with the bloody, uh, I know who that is. Never mind. He's played Sorry. by Jon Snow. John Snow, he knows nothing. Um, and then very much in this, he knows nothing. Oh. And it's little more than a cameo, to be honest. Oh, for fuck's sake. But what you're going to enjoy about him, Ben, is that he's very much a poetry teacher in the museum, the, the British Museum. So he's in there giving a lecture about poems and shit. And I'm like, oh, no. All this I've ever Ben's, wanted. <laughs> this is who Ben's going to the next Comic-Con as. Yep, bloody Kit Harrington. Kit um, Harrington as Dane Whitman. So he's um, playing the Black ba- Knight, isn't he? Well, uh, do, hold on. Uh, let me finish reviewing first. Okay. All right. And then, we'll and, then, and then we'll get into the nerd shit. Okay. When we get into the nerd shit, that yeah. sounds good. So, Ben, the deviants. Yes. Now, what you're thinking, obviously, is when I say the deviants, is the likes of Chris Evans and whatever he's up to <laughs> in the basement. Him and him and Army Hammer, whatever they're getting consensually, up to. allegedly. Look, Ben. Here's a deviant. I'm showing you him on screen. That's Michael. That's a mad little figure. Pull that out there. Go take that out. There he is. Look, his name's Crow Ben. Crow. That's a terrible name for deviant. But okay, he's a deviant. Um, yeah, the real, the best name for deviant is Chris Evans, allegedly. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> the deviants are completely and utterly pointless. Ah, the the deviants, and we're going to get into mild mild spoilers here. So mild you know, spoilers, are we? Mild mild spoilers. I'm, I'm getting a bit of Barry Keoghan. Yeah, you <laughs> drew yourself. A bit of Druig coming out. I would have stopped everyone fighting, and then everything would have been grand. But you was kept stopping me. So fuck off. Um, 
The is Deviant's that, is that an Ben. Actual quote from. <laughs> I don't think he says fuck off. I hope the, so. The Deviant's Ben are a complete and utter waste of time, and they only exist. Um, they only exist to give the superheroes something to punch. Okay. Until the inevitable fam- family drama takes center stage. Okay. And you know, bit of a waste. Meh. Bit pointless. When the when the family drama finally takes center stage, it's quite good. Okay. It's a it's it's quite good. Again, we'll get into more direct spoilers in the in the more nerdy section, sure. but it makes the the villains the the on page on paper villains complete and utter waste of time, useless. Oh. So yeah, mixed feelings about it, Ben. Mixed feelings. Uh, yes, it would be mixed feelings. I know. I, mixed I know, feelings. Uh, that, no, that's I know what how this, re- that's what this that's what this section is called. Now. I I know I know how reviews work, Michael. You give me your feelings on a film. You yeah. don't have to keep reminding me. I've got mixed feelings. That's what this section is called now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Michael, uh, come here to me. Yes, uh, come here to me. Come here to me. Yeah. Is there, is yeah. there any mention of a, a bloody Thanos? Any? Any? All right. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Deep, 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 deep spoilers now. Yeah. So we're going into deep spoilers, Ben. If you don't, if you don't want to hear it, you can yeah. just get out of here because this is the deep spoilers. Go so down it the turns time out, Ben. Yeah, the time code's below, so you can nip out now if you want, if you haven't seen it yet. Because we realise it's only for opening weekend. It turns out, Ben, that the de- the the Eternals aren't the goodies. <gasps> it turns out, Ben, that the Eternals are robots. And they were created by the Celestials. Wait, what? Yeah, the Eternals are robots. And what? they're created by the Celestials. And they're placed on planets... In order to um, to guide the development of sentient species, because Ben, the Celestials have seeded every planet with sentient life uh-huh. with a baby Celestial, and when the, enough sentient life exists on the planet, that Celestial is born, okay, and in its birth, devours the energy of the planet and destroys it and kills all life on the planet. Get the fuck out of town. And the Eternals are there to make sure that's what happens. So are the Deviants the good guys? No. The Deviants are a complete and utter waste of time, as I said. They're, okay. they're just there as a threat to punch um, until th- this becomes the real point of the movie. Okay. Right. So the, the, th- the, the, the actual real cut and thrust of the plot is some of the Eternals know this, some of them don't. Some of the struggles that they've been having through their lives, for example, Angelina Jolie's character has a condition called Mad Weary, oh, okay. where where she's gone a bit mad from being alive too long. Okay, well, that's but fair. But it turns out, Ben, all the horrible visions she's seeing and remembering are actually past planets they've done this on. And she knows. And she kind of half remembers because her her previous memory wipe wasn't successful. Oh, so they get memory wiped every time. They get memory wiped and sent to the next planet and they do it for another 7,000 years and then they get memory wiped and sent to the next planet. So they think they're the good guys. They think they're there to protect humanity, but they're not. They're there. They're essentially farmers. They're there to get humanity ready for the harvest. Wow. And the big problem they had is when Thanos snapped away half of all sentient life, that was half of the fuel source gone. So the emergence didn't happen. Wow. Exactly, yeah. Chloe Zhao, I think you mean. 
Zhao. Zhao. So that's why, Ben, they never get involved in any wars. So get the fuck a large out of town. Most of this plot, most of the plot of this is a massive contrivance and not necessarily a bad one. I thought an interesting one, a good one to justify why we've never seen them before. Because they want war. They want people to develop technology and increase lifespans and wow. and, and move along. And that's the driving plot. And then that's why they all end up having a big fight at the end. Wow. Exactly. Michael did and not I tell see you that what, coming. No, no, no. Neither did I. It was quite interesting. And because of that, some amazing visuals, some very cosmic visuals that really, in my opinion, has taken the wind out from under a Galactus if they ever do one. Wow. Because it's quite galactus that motivation. Yeah. Michael, that's that stunned me to silence. Yeah, you should have watched the film, maybe. I should have watched the film. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> that's what a shame. Ben. That's, this is one of the few times where I've actually given a crap that you've spoiled something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the joke's on you now, because that's not true. I've all made all of that up. It's just about kicking and punching. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you can't see, but Ben's, there's a look of utter confusion on Ben's I'm face. very confused. I haven't, I haven't made that up, Ben. No, I, I, I figured not. I, I, I figured not. That would have been like some, some top-tier bloody making so stuff the, up. So the denouement, Ben. Yeah. The denouement is very much a, a, an inter-family conflict about what to do. Wow. So do they try and stop this birth from happening? Do they let it happen and get mind wiped and go to the next planet? Do they try and kill the um the celestial that's in Earth or do they um try and put it to sleep for another couple of thousand years to move everyone off the planet? What are they going to do? Wow. And that's the that's the real final showdown. And Ben Yeah. The real final showdown is very much a Justice League fight. Oh, okay. So it's a little little scrappy do. Yeah, because if you have Icarus, Ben, he's Superman. Yeah, yeah. He's flying about. He's doing eye lasers. He's got punches. Uh huh. You've got you've got Thena. She's Wonder Woman. Okay. She's got you know swords and shields and doing a chop and a kick. Okay. You've got a uh, Fastos. Okay. Ben, or Hephaestus, Ben, from the Greek myths. Oh, look at that! And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Makari is Mercury, Ben. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. Thena is Athena. Yeah. yeah okay. Thena is Athena. Uh, um. And he's he's cyborg essentially. Mm. So you've got your you've got your Justice League showdown, but only it's better than Justice League. They do the best um, Flash versus Superman on screen fight we've ever seen. Okay, very good, very enjoyable, very very, very interesting. good, Michael. Very yeah. good. Mm. Ah, mm. didn't see that coming, Michael. I won't lie to you. Yeah, yeah. You've, well, you've... neither did the Eternals band. They were very upset. I'd say they were. That's that's quite a revelation. Are we robots, Michael? No, no, we're grand. Are, are you sure? No. How would you tell? How would you Gemma tell? Gemma Chan must be constantly worried that she's robots. Because she's played them in so many things, Michael. She's always robots. Gemma she's Chan a, is always robots. Gemma Chan is always robots. That's what this episode is called. No, we can't call it that. It's too spoilery. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. So we can't. Um, uh, that is... Yeah, so it's good. It's, you know, from a from a cosmic Marvel perspective, it's very interesting and very exciting. Ben, do we want to get into post-credits spoilers? Uh, will we leave people to have their post-credits spoilers? I, I don't know. <laughs> the post-credits scenes have been spoiled. I, I saw the post-credits scenes before I saw the film. So, uh, come here to me, Michael. I've, I've had them yes. spoiled as well. So, this, this comes back to my original question. So, Thanos is not an Eternal or a Titan of some kind in well, this... 
so they meet Thanos's brother, Ben. Yes, they do. Yeah, S- Star Fox. Star Fox, who Star Fox. probably is actually a deviant who doesn't worry about consent too much. Exactly. Yeah, it's very problematic character. He's very played by Harry Styles, Ben. Harold <laughs> Styles. I mean, better casting you could not hope to find. Um, Spectacular casting, Ben. Yeah, and he introduces himself as the brother of Thanos, Prince of Titan, and yeah. a fellow Eternal. Yeah, yeah. So. I guess that means Thanos is an Eternal. But Thanos is also not a robot. Because not Thanos a robot. Has, a, has parents. Yeah. He's also very... So I don't clear. know. Uh, I don't know, Ben. It's it, it certainly answers more questions than it has... Sorry, it asks more questions than it has answers for. So, I, wa- I wonder, Michael. I wonder. Go on. Yeah. I wonder, did what is it that you the wonder? Celestials borrow the Eternal story to implant their robots and there is actually another race of Eternals out there who aren't robots but are having their name besmirched by this bunch of Celestials who are farming planets. Jesus, I hope not, Ben. That's very convoluted, isn't it? That's too convoluted. I don't want it. The film ends, Ben, with some of the Eternals going off into space to find other Eternals and tell them what's going on. <laughs> lads, this is fucking mental. Sit down there and this I tell you. This is mental. You. Wait and you hear, lads. Wait and you hear what's really happening. That's mad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's quite good. I mean, like from a cosmic Marvel mythology setting kind of thing, it's it's quite good. Dreadful retconning, obviously, and trying to tie it in with Thanos doesn't make any sense. And Boo. it's going to cause more problems than it's worth, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, you look, I quite enjoyed it. I will see it again. As I said before, Ben, I'm not the best person. I'm not very, um, I'm not very, what's him to call it? Uh, neutral in this because I had already invested in these dumbass action figures before I even saw it and, so and I was always going to like it okay so that's that's a very important question do you do you have buyer's remorse in seeing Eternal? I have buyer's remorse about this guy about this goddamn did you have to pay extra guy, for him he was extra because he's uh, all big and glibly lobbly that's shite I have buyer's remorse about him because he's barely in it and he's completely pointless boom um, he is voiced by your favourite actor and mine, Bill Skarsgård. Uh, I hate Bill Skarsgård. He unnerves me at a primal level. Because he's so deviant. Um, no, I just feel like... How do I... So, I in feel, a way, great bit of casting. I feel I feel that Bill Skarsgård is just a bringer of darkness. Like, I think I think he's just... A, he eats children. Like, it's it's a weird... I don't know. Bill Skarsgård unnerves me at a, at a primal level. Michael. Yeah, he's he's the baddie in this bit. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? Look, Ben. Yes. I have to say. Go on. It's not a marvellous film. It's not amazing. <laughs> not a marvellous um, Marvel film. One, one, of the biggest, um, one of the biggest issues with it, I could say, was that there are as many references to the DC cinematic universe as the Marvel cinematic universe. What? Yeah. They, they they talk about Odin and Thor and Captain America. Okay. But they also reference Batman and Superman. What? Yeah, I'm getting feedback from... So that's weird, like whether or not it, how it fits in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the DC Cinematic Universe. But Benjamin, we have to talk about the final post credit scene because this is the biggest spoiler, but also completely irrelevant because you'll never notice it when you watch the film. Okay. Sounds so good. in the final scene, Ben, yeah. your favourite character, Dane Whitman... Yes, yes. He gets the ebony blade. The cursed ebony like, blade, eh? The Cursed Ebony Blade. And he's like, maybe I am the Black Knight. Maybe I am going to go and stick this blade into a Celestial or whatever. Mm. 
and he's about to pick up the ebony blade and the ebony blade is like are you sure you want to pick me up i'm a real son of a bitch it doesn't specifically say that but you know what i mean it's a classic haunted sword i'm a burden not a gift yes and um and as he's about to pick it up someone off screen says mr whitman are you sure you're ready for that oh and then it cuts to black and it's captain america there's been a lot of speculation about who it was. Okay. And Chloe Zhao herself has revealed who it was. Perhaps accidentally or because she doesn't quite <laughs> get this whole thing. She's just flat out said it. Would you like to hear who it was? Ben? Who is it, Michael? It's the voice of Marshala Ali. Is it? A.K.A. Blade. What? So Blade is going to do a team up with the Black Knight. What? Yeah, exciting. Oh, look, I'm going to watch that, Michael. I like Marshall Ali. I like Marshall Ali. I like Blade. I'm going to watch it anyway, Ben. I'm going to watch Dr. Morbus. So, you know, I'm going to watch all of these goddamn <laughs> We're things. We're going to watch all of these goddamn things, Michael, till the end of the line. Till the end yeah. of the line. Um, oh, man, that's... Michael, I'm still reading from the Eternals are robots. I'm not, I'm not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're robots, Ben. The fuck? They're very advanced space robots. Yeah, apparently. Mm. Apparently. I'll tell you what, Ben. Nothing like the recent Eternals comic from Neil Gaiman that we thought this would be some way influenced by. But is in fact no way influenced by at all. Not at all in the slightest, really. Oh. It has some of the same characters, I guess. That's madness, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Very. Very. I'll go see it this week, Michael. I'll go see it this okay. week. Okay. All right. I'll go see all it right, this so. week and I'll do a, I'll do a two-week late review uh, next weekend. <laughs> Benjamin, why don't you very quickly tell us who is Dane Whitman? Your favourite character. Uh, Dane Whitman is. Are we actually going to do this in 57 minutes? Um, right, yeah, do it in 10 seconds. You've got 10 seconds to tell the listeners who Dane Whitman Dane is. Dane Whitman is a character known as the Black Knight in the Marvel comic book universe. And in the Marvel comic book universe, there have been two Black Knights. The first Black Knight is Dane Whitman's uncle. And he uh, he carried. Oh, there are three Black Knights in the Marvel universe, sorry. Um, the the first the first iteration of it was Dane Whitman's uncle. No, I've got this wrong. You the explain first, it then. The first the first iteration Ben was a knight in Sir Arthur in King Arthur's court. Oh, called Sir Percy Whitman, I think. Sir Percival, yes. And um, he, I think it's Percy, but he he is the or, or he was the original owner of the Ebony Blade. The Ebony Blade. From where, from when Marvel Comics were doing, you know, things other than superhero stories. So this oh, was yeah. from a Marvel Comics King Arthur story. Right. And it was Merlin himself who forged the ebony blade out of a meteorite. Get out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the blade, Ben, the the knight, the, he was a goodie. The black yeah. knight, he was a good guy. Yeah. Um, but he was the classic, like, he seems so meek and normal. And then he puts on his black armor. And who is this mysterious figure? Yeah, it's a classic superhero um, gig classic superhero deal but it was in king arthur's court yeah nice nice and unfortunately ben he was so good at killing people and so good at doing a stabbing yes that over the centuries the ebony blade he killed so many people and and spilled so much blood it became cursed oh christ exactly and then what you're about to say happened yes so anyway um the blade is a a corrupting force then michael and dale uh, whitman's uncle Picks it up 
and he becomes a villain. He kind of faces off against multiple superhero teams throughout his his Marvel career, and he's he's a bit of a baddie, Michael. And the blade's a bit of a dodgy thing because it can cut loads of stuff and do loads of damage. And oh yeah, it's cutting anything. It's cutting anything. It's one of those classic. Oh, but this this blade can cut through anything, including apparently a celestial. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In that particular universe. But then, um, Michael, obviously, uh, villains never prosper, as we say. Um, and the, the sword... Except Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> got, him. got him. Got him. Got him. We're and Chris Evans. Definitely going to get a knock at the door at some point. He's a very petty man, Michael. He will actually send someone after us. Um, oh, good. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. That's, that could be the end of us, Michael. That could be the end of us. Um, <laughs> get out of here, Elon. Of, of all the things we've ever done, that's the riskiest. Um so anyway, sorry, uh, his nephew then takes up the mantle and initially poor old Dale tries to be a villain. He's like, oh, I'm not very good at this. Um, Dane. I, uh, my heart, sorry, Dane. I keep, I keep saying Dale, don't I? <laughs> You're thinking of Dale Earnhardt, the NASCAR driver. <laughs> ah, that's who I'm thinking of the, with, the, with the ebony car. Um, yeah. Yeah, so what happens is, Michael, he becomes uh, the Black Knight and he takes on the mantle. And initially he tries to be a villain. He's like, oh, I'm going to follow in the family legacy. But his heart's not in it, Michael. Ah, uh, probably a goodie then. He, he's a bit of a goodie. Um, and so he goes on to become the, the, the Black Knight and he's a bit of a defender of the people, Michael. He's one of, you know, they're forever bringing obscure characters to the forefront here, but he's pretty damn obscure. He is. The Black Knight. He's niche Um, to fuck. He's as niche as it gets. He's, I mean, Jack of Hearts is the only Avenger I can think of who's more niche. Star Fox is pretty niche as well, in fairness. Star Fox is pretty, I would say Black Knight is a lot more niche than Star Fox. I mean, if you go on Black Knight's Mm. Wikipedia page, it's probably a fifth of Star Fox's even. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not got a lot going on. The most notable thing that he did in the comics is fall in love with Cersei. That's true. Yeah. And he's flapping about on a winged horse. On a winged horse called Aragorn. Yeah. Aragorn, yeah. Which is a nice Aragorn thing. the winged horse and <laughs> flapping around with his magic sword. And that's what he does. He just flaps around with a magic sword chopping people. He's got no inherent superpowers. He's just got a magic sword. <laughs> no, and he's, he's just got a magic up. sword and a suit of armor. And Ugh. a Pegasus. Oh, Kit Harrington playing yet another stoic man in a lot of black. <laughs> he's actually, he doesn't play this very stoic. He's a bit panicky. Oh, and Yeah, it's, it's a little bit against type for Kit Harrington, which I enjoyed. Good. Well, good for him. He deserves that. He can. He, yeah. Let's not get pigeonholed into the Jon Snow role. Um, not against type for Gemma Chan, obviously, as a sexy robot. Yeah, well, we can't have that, can we? Um, no, that's her, that's her thing now. <laughs> Michael, come here to me. Yes, go on. I'm going to put this over to the listeners. What did you think of the latest Marvel movie, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think of Kit Harrington as Dane uh, Whitman? What, what did Dane you think? Bowers. Dane Bowers. <laughs> Jack yeah. Jack Bowers of 24. Um, so, yeah, what did you think of all of the new Marvel's things? Do you think that everybody's robots? Let us know. There's a couple of ways uh, <laughs> that you can get in touch. I don't think it is. It's yeah. just the Eternals. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shawmanbyog.com. Yes. 
I forgot the whole thing. Kingo, Kingo, he's got the finger powers. He's just shooting people from it. I wanted to call him Finger Blast every time we said his name, but I forgot. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> thank God for that. You were spared this week, ladies and gentlemen, through fate or happenstance from just a foul joke um, running <laughs> the show. Um, you got it in there at the Aww. end. Uh, that's what we're going to call the episode, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to call him Finger Blast. Uh, that will be the name of the episode. Um, oh, I hope not. You can get in touch with us in a number of different ways. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shamrabeog.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com It means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed. You can find us on bloody Instagram at Sherlock sure Listen Podcast. It means Sherlock sure Listen in English. It does indeed. But ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, come here to me. Come here yes. to me. I'll let you in a little yes. secret. Go on. The best way to get in touch with either Michael or myself is to get up on that Discord, baby. Hop up on it. Hop up on it. Get on it and let us know what you thought of the film. And we'll give you a little witty banter and response. Oh, I can't guarantee that. Uh, I, I can't either, but I'm going to make promises I can't keep, Michael. Oh, Not good. unlike Chloe Zhao's The Eternals. Oh, swish. Oh. Um, <laughs> and that's it for most ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, got her. You took her down a peg, Ben. Oscar-winning director, Chloe Zhao. <laughs> Zing. Zing. <laughs>